The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Mental Reps Podcast. And if you are listening to this on the day that it was released, happy Thanksgiving. I'm super excited for today's episode because it is officially the holiday season, and we are going to be diving deep into my personal top 10 tips. Wow, that's a tongue twister. Top 10 tips for staying on track for the holiday season. And this can apply to, obviously, yes, today. Thanksgiving, also Christmas, New Year's, birthdays, any sort of like celebration or event where you are kind of out of your routine, you're maybe surrounded by a little bit more temptation in regards to food and drink than you typically would be and you're interested in staying on track. So, I listed out I listed out my top 10 tips um, and just things that I have dealt with, experienced, learned from and have been able to use to do just that, right? Stay on track for the holidays. So I did want to start off by saying that in my personal opinion, mindset is 100% the most important piece of this staying on track puzzle. Um, As you guys know, with almost every single episode I'll ever be recording, mindset is the common theme. Mindset is the make or break for pretty much everything. So I agree that that is no different for the holiday season and it is the most important. So we're actually going to touch on that last you know, save the best for last. So it is fresh in your mind. And when you are done listening to this episode and possibly heading out to celebrate for the day and enjoy Thanksgiving, that it's fresh in your head and you can apply that 100%. So on top of just that mindset piece, I do also want to give you guys some actual tangible tips and skills to implement on these types of days. So again, Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever it is, I think a lot of people out there talk about like, you know, doing this and then doing that and make sure you, you know, put your mind in the right place. And like, yeah, I'm going to touch on all that. But I think all of that is almost essentially useless if you don't also have like actual tangible skills to put into play on those days because our minds are only so strong and you can go into that event with like the perfect mindset and you, you know, figured out exactly what your game plan is. But unless you can actually have steps to like execute throughout the day or throughout the night, that mindset fades really fast. Right. You can go in and, you know, an hour in, you're like, screw this. I'm over it. I want to eat all of the food, all the drinks, all the dessert, whatever it may be. So I think having those tangible tips and skills to actually put into play um, is really important in order to kind of reaffirm that mindset. So I will say as well that not everyone is interested in, you know, quote unquote, staying on track for the holidays. But because you're here, because you're listening to this podcast, because you are playing this episode, I can bet my butt that you are interested in staying on track. You have, you know, prioritized your health and fitness enough to say like, I don't need to technically really blow it for this holiday season. I want to get 1% better. So again, choosing your mindset is everything, but let's dive right in to my top 10 tips. Tip number one, don't sit next to the appetizers. Don't do it. Do not go plant your seat within an arm's distance from the entire table of cheese and crackers and fruits and little picky here and there. I mean, 
I, my family, I'm very Italian. So food is always the forefront of every holiday and celebration. And I love it. Trust me. I freaking love it. But in my many, many years of many celebrations, this is number one. And these, these tips are in really no particular order. But when I thought about staying on track for days like this or celebrations, this was literally the first thing that came to mind because it was so true for so many years for myself. And it's something that I have learned. It really, really helps. If I don't sit my butt and plant myself next to a pile of food, I am a lot less likely to overindulge on all those kinds of appetizers before the main meal even really comes out. Because I, my friends always joke, like I like to eat like a bird. Like I pick here, I pick there, little bites, little this. Like I just, that's how I like to eat. So when you put me in front of a table of appetizers that is essentially that, I'm going to go all in right? Like it's right there. And like, I want a bite of this and that, and I want to try this and a little bit of there. And Ooh, that was good. I'll go for seconds. When you're sitting next to the appetizers and you're just smelling it, you're essentially like, like why torture yourself, right? Why put yourself in a position to make success harder? For events like this, holidays like this, we want to make success easier. So by not sitting next to the appetizers, instead you have your plate, you put a few things on it that you want to try, and then you go sit yourself on the other side of the room and start a conversation with a family member, you're a lot less likely to sit there and kind of overdo it on the apps again before that main meal even comes out. And for something like Thanksgiving today, you don't want to blow your appetite before like the main dish comes out, before that turkey comes out of the oven and the stuffing and everything that's around that's so good. Like don't go blowing it on, you know, the chips and guac and and whatever you guys have as an appetizer for events like this. And if your family doesn't do apps, you can skip right over this tip. My family, we love an appetizer. We love an entire spread of whatever it can be. Um, So don't go sitting next to it. Sit in the other side of the room, grab what you want to eat, and then keep moving. Tip number two, be mindful of your drink choices. So this can kind of come down to the amount that you drink, what you're drinking, if you're doing waters between your drinks, like this is kind of, this is a little bit less prominent for me. I'm not a huge drinker and uh, honestly, neither is my family. Like there's always alcohol around, but we are definitely obviously with being Italian more so on like the food side of things than we are on the drink side of things. So again, just for anyone listening, number two, be mindful of your drink choices. Like the choices in your drinks matter. Because one to two glasses of wine looks a lot different than one to two glasses of, I don't know, two White Claws versus two glasses of sangria versus like the super heavy, I don't even know, those holiday drinks. Like if somebody's bringing this like eggnog spiked some something that they found on Pinterest, one, it probably looks really good. Two, my piece of advice, have one glass of it to try it or even just a small glass of it to try it and then pick a lower calorie option. Reason being is you're going to wind up way over consuming your calories and your intake on drinks which then, hello, leaves you a little bit buzzed or a little bit drunk. And then your food choices start to kind of taper off based on that. Because we can all be honest here, nobody makes the best food choices when they're a little bit tipsy. It doesn't happen, right? So even if you decided not to sit next to the appetizers, but then you had three or four glasses of, you know, Uncle Joe's eggnog cider, I have no idea, you're going to wind up going to sit next to the appetizers. You're going to go in on a little bit too many bites and picky things here that by the time dinner rolls around, you're already stuffed. So be mindful of your drink choices. If you can opt for a lower calorie option, go for that. 
if you want to do like a half and half, you know, one glass of the spiked eggnog and one white claw, whatever it is, that's a weird combination, but you guys know what I'm trying to say here. Um, and also just making sure to mix in your waters between your drinks, keep you hydrated and make sure you kind of check yourself in between glasses of whatever it is, again, to make sure that you are kind of remaining in that same mindset and that same sense of control as the day or the evening rolls on. Tip number three, don't show up on an empty stomach. Don't do it. Guys, just do not do it. You are so much more likely to overeat or overindulge if you show up to that event starving. And I, this is a personal, a personal tip for sure from me directly. I have tried so many times to say like, oh, I'll skip out on, you know, breakfast and lunch because we're heading to, you know, my aunt's house for Christmas. And I know we've got a lot of food there. I'll save my calories for this above blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, that's a good balance, right? You kind of trick yourself into being like, yeah, that makes sense until you get there. And you were like shaking. You're so hungry. You want to eat everything in sight. It's not even possible to not sit next to the appetizers because you literally need some food in your body because you're getting lightheaded. Oh my goodness. Don't show up there on an empty stomach. Do yourself a favor and have a little bit of a lighter breakfast or lunch, again, depending on when that like main meal or celebration is. I know for a lot of us, Thanksgiving is kind of earlier in the evening. It's not really like a dinner time type meal. So if that's the case, have a smaller breakfast and focus on protein. Prioritize protein first thing in the day because what protein will do is help you stay full and satisfied for a good few hours. Again, maybe holding you over until that turkey is served. Rather than showing up to Thanksgiving, eating nothing for the day, turkey's supposed to come out at three and then all of a sudden it's five and you're like, holy crap, I still haven't eaten anything. Like don't save your calories by fasting all morning. Like if you're not someone who does that, some people do that. Some people don't have their first meal of the day until like noon or one. I am not one of those people. So every time I try to show up to an event or a celebration fasting until I got there, I completely blew it. And it, it wasn't even up to me anymore. My body just went into overdrive and was like, girl, you need food. I don't even care what it is. Go grab that cake. And I'm like, yep, here I go. You know what I mean? Like don't show up on an empty stomach. Give yourself a small breakfast, something like um, maybe some scrambled eggs and toast in the morning. Or if you're a Greek yogurt kind of person, do Greek yogurt and fruit, something that prioritizes protein to start your day off, to have something in your stomach to kind of hold you over so that again, when you get to that event, you can make those 1% better choices because you're more mindful of the choices rather than being so hungry that you can't even think straight. Tip number four, the one plate rule. This, guys, if there's one thing you learned from this podcast today, it is the one plate rule, okay? So listen up. The one plate rule is essentially this. You can eat whatever is there. Nothing is off limits. There's no this versus that. You can eat whatever is there as long as it fits on your one plate. And this is like a flat one plate, all right, guys? I'm not talking about like how many stacks of mashed potatoes and biscuits can we layer on top of each other until you walk away from the table with like the leaning tower of potatoes. That's not what I'm talking about. The one plate rule, everything can be eaten and consumed as long as it fits on an even layer of your one plate. So this helps with portion control. It helps with appropriate serving sizes at events like this. It keeps calorie intake in check. And again, it allows you to try everything there, but without going overboard. So if you go into Thanksgiving like, nope, I'm not having the stuffing this year. Every year I go crazy on the stuffing. I can't do it. Da, 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 da. And you talk yourself into that. You're going to see that stuffing there and go, oh, fuck. And you're going to have it. 
which is totally fine. Fit it on your one plate. And again, doing it like that can help you not overdo it on the stuffing because you're also going to fit in a little bit of everything else, right? Because if you're like me, you like to kind of try everything on the table. You have your favorites and you have the things you really go for, but you always kind of take a bite or two of whatever else is around. And that's cool. So when you're filling your one plate, focus on protein first. So for Thanksgiving, for 99% of us, that protein is turkey. So pick the turkey first, put that on your plate. Number two, you should be grabbing the utensil to serve yourself some veggies is number two. And then step three of filling that plate is filling it with the other things, the mashed potatoes, the stuffing, the green bean casserole, I don't know, whatever your family serves. We do a really, really awesome sweet potato casserole with like the brown sugar and the melted marshmallows on top. Oh my goodness. It is literally my favorite. And I know that about myself. So when I'm serving myself the one plate, I will do my turkey. I will do my aunt's green beans because they're freaking amazing. And then my number three would be, oh, I need some of those sweet potatoes. But in the back of my head, I know I also want to try a little bit of the other stuff around. So like, I'm not going to serve myself, you know, six heapings of sweet potatoes because then, hey, look, my plate is full, right? So we got to kind of keep that all in mind to kind of fill up that one plate with the good stuff first, everything you want. And again, this allows you to not overdo it. When you eat your one plate, you're good. Sit there, chill out for a minute, drink some water, drink whatever drink you've got at the table, talk to the people around you. Even if others around you are still eating, you don't have to feel inclined to then go grab more food for your plate to also still be eating. You filled your one plate, you ate the food that was on there, you're good to go, chill out for a minute. And I guarantee within 10 to 15 minutes that it takes your brain to actually register that you're full, you'll start getting those signals like, wow, I'm full versus going back for that second plate, having another serving of stuffing, having another helping of turkey or whatever it is. And then those 15 to 20 minutes roll by. And instead of your brain being like, yeah, you're full, your brain goes, holy shit, girl, you're stuffed. Right. And that's uncomfortable. We all know that feeling. I have done it so many times where you sit back at the table and you're like, oh, like, fuck, I did it again. You know what I mean? Like, we're, let's, let's not do that this year. The goal for Thanksgiving this year, guys, is to do 1% better than you did last year. So if you remember that fuck I'm really full feeling from last year, let's not do that this year. Let's give it 10 minutes before you go for potentially another helping of something because you can go do one more. But if we're sticking to the one plate rule, it's a really good way to kind of keep everything in a normal portion controlled size. Tip number five kind of goes right along with that where we're going to use your hand for reference. So this is a tool that is not holiday specific. This can be used anywhere you go at any time, but I think it's a really useful tool in holidays because, again, if you're like my family, we don't necessarily do everything in one course. So like that one plate rule is freaking amazing for things like, I don't know, Friendsgiving, when like the whole spread is like laid out for you or like a, I don't know, backyard barbecue, like everything's there, right? You kind of like, as soon as food's ready, you're eating. My family for like holidays and Thanksgiving, we kind of do like the appetizers and the picky stuff out for a good few hours. And then dinner, we have this gigantic dinner. And then a few hours later, we do dessert, right? So if we did the one plate rule for each of those, I'm not doing the one plate rule. I'm doing a three plate rule and I'm going to leave Thanksgiving beyond full, beyond stuff saying, crap, I did it again. So using your hand for reference, tip number five, is a really good way to, yes, still kind of focus on that one plate, but more so focus on normal portion control when you're around each of those entrees, serving, appetizers, whatever it is, once you're around each of those things. So the hand for reference is one palm-sized piece of protein, 
a fist of veggies, a scoop of carbs, if you were like scoop your hand into a scoop of carbs, and then a thumb of fat. So the thumb of fat, you usually won't have to add this to your plate because it is more than likely that that fat, you know, oils, butters, sauces, things like that, were included in your protein, your veggies, and your carbs, right? Very rarely do we have like a tray of veggies that were just like steamed. (laughs) They're going to have butter. They're going to have oil. Same thing for the carbs. So you won't necessarily need to add in that fat when you are using this for holiday season. Uh, But again, is a really good way when you are serving yourself. Say, you know, you already had a little appetizers. It's time for dinner. Can't really do the one plate rule. Let's at least use our, our hand, our palm, everything like that to help us serve ourselves a normal amount of food because that at the end of the day is the hardest part about the holidays it's not so much that like you don't want to overdo it like it's 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 more so that there's so much around and that the serving utensils for each thing is big so you just overeat by accident unless you're being mindful of it unless you're putting in that extra effort to just eat as you normally would which is weird to think about but you almost have to do the most in order to just do the least if that makes sense Step number six, tip number six is ask to bring a healthy dish. If you're going somewhere for the holiday, the Thanksgiving, whatever, then ask to bring something healthy. Like if you are well aware of the fact that you're going to Uncle Joe's and they never ever have anything green on the table, there's not a vegetable in sight, ask to maybe bring something small this year, right? See if you can help out. They might say no, and that's completely fine. We got to respect that. They're hosting. But I guarantee that anyone who's hosting a big holiday or a big family has no problem getting help from other people when it comes to bringing food. So ask to bring something small, even if it's just a side, but it's something that you know that maybe when you're tempted to go up for plate number two, you can opt for more of whatever that dish is that you brought. If it's vegetables, if it's a salad, if it's something just lighter, you can feel a little bit more at ease. Like still maybe having plate number two, but filling plate number two with something a bit more health conscious that you were able to bring and offer to your family. And I mean, you're helping out, right? You're bringing some food. You're helping the people around you maybe eat a little bit healthier as well. So even just asking to do that, I think is a really good option. Same thing applies for dessert. If your family is a big dessert family, like mine is, uh, you can offer to bring something a little bit healthier for dessert. And guys, nobody has to know that it's healthy, right? Nobody has to know that you swapped out a few ingredients and shaved off hundreds of calories because of it. Because I guarantee it still tastes pretty freaking good. I mean, I was just on TikTok a few hours ago looking at like Thanksgiving dessert recipes and there's millions of desserts out there. Some of them healthy, some of them not. Some of them you would never even know either way. So go get creative, ask to bring a healthy dish and see what happens, right? If it's it's a no, it's a no, but I guarantee you're going to get a yes from most people. Tip number seven, move before the day starts. Okay, this is not just Thanksgiving specific. Move before your day begins. And I'm not necessarily talking about hitting the gym at four o'clock in the morning so that you can get a two hour lift in, get a quick cardio session, come home, shower, get ready, be on time. No, 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 no. We're not trying to get a workout in to counteract the thousands of extra calories you're just predicting you're gonna overconsume. That is so not the point. If that is the point of your workout in the morning, don't even go because you're already in a mindset for not failure, but you're not in the right mindset for the day as it is. So getting in this crazy long lift and workout and sweaty cardio session before the day starts, I guarantee is only going to make that mindset worse. So what I'm talking about is moving before the day starts, something light, something enjoyable that you, you know, you want to do. For me, that's going to be a walk. 
I'm going to be going for a walk. And hopefully while you guys are listening to me right now, you're out on a walk before your Thanksgiving dinner, before your Thanksgiving festivities begin, you're moving your body a little bit. And if you're listening to this and you're sitting on your butt and you're not moving, go get outside. Put me in your headphones and start walking. We got a little while left of this episode. Might as well move your feet a little bit while you're listening. So again, like I said, for me, that's going to be a light walk, maybe some yoga if your family's into that. Do something with other people because it helps a ton. Again, going back to that mindset piece, when you can kind of establish and reaffirm your normal routine on a day like a holiday, you're a lot more likely to take that normal routine and decision making into things like your food choices and your dessert choices and how much you overindulge or don't overindulge. Like sticking with your normal routine for that celebration is so, so, so important. Again, going back to why I said like have breakfast if you typically have breakfast in the morning. Don't do things weird or different or abnormal for a holiday to try to kind of balance things out. It's not going to be balanced. You'd rather focus on doing your normal day and then just focusing on 1% better choices for that big meal itself. So going for a walk or moving in the morning as well can also help to boost your metabolism for that day and start kind of kicking things off, right? If you get out of bed and you move a little bit, your metabolism is already moving, blood flow's going, you're burning some calories, you, everything is kind of working in unison. Um, and this can even be something you do with your family. If it's a family walk or a family 5K, if you guys are interested in that, I tried to, I tried to bring this up to my family one year, if we could do like a family blank. I got laughed at a little bit. I'll be honest. Nobody was for it. And that's fine. If your family's more of a uh, flag football in the backyard on Thanksgiving, go do that. Like just be active throughout the day. There's no need to eat and sit and eat and sit and eat and sit. Like break it up a little bit. And if that's what your family typically does, then you go be that one outlier that says like, I'm going to go get a walk-in. Everyone's going to go, huh? She's going to go, what? And that's okay. That kind of brings me right over to our next point, tip number eight, which is be prepared for hard conversations. So this can be with your friends, your family, like if your eating habits or your lifestyle habits have changed since the last time they saw you, expect some comments, expect some questions, expect some funny looks and some, what the hell are you doing from Uncle Joe? And that's okay. If you prepare yourself for those conversations and those comments and maybe some low blows thrown your direction, you're a lot less likely to let them derail you or really let them hit you the way that those people are trying to. Like at the end of the day, they don't know why you're now acting or eating differently than you have been in the past. So explain it, right? Explain yourself and what you're doing, and why you're only eating one plate, why you decided to pick that protein option first, why you, you know, decided to only have one glass of the spiked uh, cider, whatever it is, explain yourself. And don't explain yourself in the, I can't eat that, I'm on a diet. I can't have that, I'm trying to lose weight. Are you crazy? I can't eat more than one plate. My coach will kill me. Like, no, no, no. (laughs) Explain yourself and watch the language you use around those explanations. Right. Because there's a big difference in saying like, I can't have the potatoes versus I had a little bit of the potatoes. I'm actually okay. I'm going to have a little bit more green beans now. People are a lot less likely to look at you and go, huh? If you say that versus I can't have potatoes, you're going to be like, why? Why can't you have potatoes? Why can't you do this? Blah, 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 blah. When at the end of the day, hell yeah, you can have the potatoes. There's no problem with the potatoes or the cider or whatever else. It's surely the amount of all of it. So explaining yourself and the actions and habits that you are now trying to implement, as well as the why behind it, 
some people are going to respect that. Some people are going to be really interested and, you know, give you that high five and say, good for you. That's amazing. I've actually been trying to lose weight. What have you been doing? Like it could actually start a really, really positive conversation for a lot of people. Or again, be prepared. Some people are not going to be as receptive and that's okay. They are your family or your friends. And unfortunately, these are the people who are usually the most judgmental simply because they don't understand or they're not adjusted to it yet. So continue to reaffirm your actions, continue to have those hard conversations and continue to lead by example, because I guarantee you eventually they will fall in line. They will understand why you're doing what you're doing or why you didn't want another plate. And truthfully, it's not a reflection on you. It's more so a reflection on them. So just be mindful of this. If you have to give yourself a little pep talk before walking through the front door, then do so, but be prepared for some hard conversations and be okay with that as well. Okay, tip number nine, last one before we head into mindset. Tip number nine is to get back into your normal routine the next day. So for those of you listening today on Thanksgiving, Friday, Black Friday, get back into your normal routine. Okay, nothing more, nothing less. And remember that you're never more than one decision away from being back on track. So if your Friday typically looks like a morning workout followed by a, I don't know, omelet in the morning and then you do x y and z for lunch and this that just go do what you normally do for me fridays are usually back and biceps day at the gym i'm usually lifting on a friday morning what am i going to do on friday morning hell no i'm not getting up at 5 a.m like i usually do but i am going to go to the gym i'm going to hit my back and buys workout i'm not going to layer up on 15 pairs of sweatpants and sweatshirts and hit the stairmaster to try to sweat out the extra calories i ate nothing like that. Like your next day after a celebration or an event like this should be the exact same. Whether you, you know, I did great on Thanksgiving or you're like, I way overdid it. It doesn't matter. Your next day should be the exact same. Okay. And the reason we're going to get into this a little bit more on the mindset piece of things, but the reason is, is because your Thanksgiving, your couple of hours of like, I went crazy is really not as crazy as you probably think. And by overdoing it the next day on cardio and restriction, all you're doing is reaffirming that like you blew it and you're going to continue to blow it. So don't think like that. Jump back into your normal routine the next day on Friday. Get back doing whatever you normally do and understand that it's okay if you feel a little bit heavier. It's okay if you feel like you blew it. Like we just move forward. And getting back into that normal routine for the next day, one thing I will say as well, if you are someone who is on a weight loss journey or trying to lose weight or get in shape, like do not weigh yourself the morning after Thanksgiving. Do not do it. And we're going to get into this a little bit more in in just a second, but the scale is going to be up. You're going to weigh more. You ate a bunch of salty food and high volume food and butters and oils and a little bit extra and alcohol. Maybe you were up late last night. Like every possible indication of the scale having to go up is there for Thanksgiving. It's going to go up. But that doesn't necessarily mean anything. We're going to touch on that in just a second. And this brings me to tip number 10. 10 out of 10 is picking your mindset. 
and making sure that you are in the right frame of mind to do what you want to do for Thanksgiving. Like I said, some people are not interested in staying on track or give a shit about the scale and like, cool, that's fine. I am not here to judge those kind of people. I don't like everybody to each their own 150%. And I truthfully mean that. But again, if you're on here and you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance that you are interested in at least maintaining your progress throughout the holiday season. So let's dive into mindset a little bit. So first thing I wanted to touch on was that Thanksgiving or whatever, it's one meal on one day of the whole entire year. Okay, so let's do some math right now. There are 365 days in the year. Say you have on average regular human being eats about three times a day. That is 1,095 meals for the year. If you're that worried about one of those 1,095 meals, oh Lord, let's take a step back for a second. Let's zoom the hell out. So if we divide, let's see, one divided by 1,095, you are worried about 0.00091% of your overall eating habits. Are we kidding? Are we kidding? There is no need to get that worked up or nervous or anxious or stressed out about one meal. It's one meal. And truthfully, excuse my language here, all you have to do is don't eat like an asshole and you're going to be completely fine. You're going to be completely fine. So I want to break this down a little bit too. I'm not a big numbers person, but I think this kind of kind of hits home when I kind of explain it like this. So in order to gain weight, right? Because I was just talking about the scale and weighing yourself the next day and the scale is going to be up and oh my goodness, in order to actually gain weight, you have to overeat a ton. So one pound on the scale going up or down, doesn't matter. One pound is 3,500 calories. So for you to actually gain one pound on Thanksgiving, from Thursday to Friday, you have to overeat 3,500 calories above what you typically eat. Okay, so what does that look like? If you eat around 2,000 calories a day, I don't know, average American, around 2,000 calories, that individual needs to eat 5,500 calories on Thanksgiving Day itself in order to truthfully gain one pound. That's a lot of freaking food. That individual not only need to eat what they typically eat, not even double what they typically eat, but over more than two times what they typically eat on one day, on one meal. Holy crap. When you think about it like that, like, yeah, no, not many people are doing that. And if you're listening and paying attention to things like the one plate rule or using your hand as a guide or opting for some veggies, I can bet my ass you are not overeating 3,500 calories on Thanksgiving. And if you are, so be it. All you have to do is get back on track the next day. And I guarantee within three to four days of your normal consistency, you worked that food off already. It's not there to stay. And what people get into so much trouble with for the holiday season and shit, I gained five pounds or shit, I gained 10 pounds this year is because they don't understand the significance of one meal. Just get back to your normal shit on Friday. If you're stressed and you step on the scale Friday morning and it says you're up four, five, six pounds, what are you going to do? You're going to freak out. 
You're going to say, fuck this. You're going to backtrack on all of the hard work you've been putting in because, oh man, I blew it already. All right. I'll just, I'll start again on January 1st, right? Oh, it's the holidays. And you, and you give yourself all these excuses to just keep it going when in reality, Hey, let's just check in on things here. You didn't gain six pounds on Thanksgiving. The scale is up for a number of reasons. You might've gained one pound, but instead of talking yourself into this cycle of like, ah, shit, it's the holidays. I'll just start January 1st. If you had just got back on track by time, the next Thursday rolls around, you're going to probably be down on the scale before you were on Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? If you weighed in a hundred pounds, I don't know, hundred pounds next day, you're 105 and you freak out you're going to continue that process going, then yeah, you might've actually gained five pounds, but that scale being up is not a true representation of jack shit. And if you get back on your normal routine, I guarantee by the following Thursday, you're going to get right back to your hundred pounds or less, but not if you talk yourself into that all or nothing mindset. And then you let those actions and that craziness just continue day after day, after day, after day, until all of a sudden it's January 1st. And like, yeah, then you are consistently weighing 105 pounds on the scale. Now, again, that's just an example. I don't know anybody who weighs 100 pounds, but teach their own. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no sense in freaking yourself out like that. There's no sense in restricting yourself on Thanksgiving. It's a freaking holiday, guys. Go enjoy your pie. Go enjoy your cake. Go enjoy some cookies. Like, the scale's going to be up a little bit. Who cares? Get right back to it. Within a few days, it's going to be right back down. Like stop psyching yourself out into you blew it when you didn't. Because the amount of us that are truly going to eat 3,500 plus calories extra for Thanksgiving is very, very small. Okay, it's very, very small. And again, if you're using those tips that I just gave you, the, the first nine here, you're not going to do that. It's, it's not going to happen. I can almost guarantee it. So in my opinion, there's really no sense in like hoping you don't blow it or like, oh, I'm so nervous. It's Thanksgiving or like being stressed out or like, oh, I, I don't know. I, I really want to do well. Like, what do you mean you want to do well or you're hoping you don't blow it? You are a thousand and one percent responsible for your actions, your consumption and how you choose to approach Thanksgiving or any other holiday. So take responsibility in that. There's no need to be nervous. Nobody's tying you down. Uncle Joe's not tying you down to the table and forcing six pieces of pumpkin pie. Like, that's not happening. So take responsibility for your actions and then find small ways that you can get 1% better. If last year, yeah, shit, you did have six pieces of pumpkin pie, cool. This year, have four pieces of pumpkin pie. If last year you went a little too hard on the booze and you were hammered for dinner, cool, let's just try to be a little tipsy for dinner this year. You see what I'm saying? You don't have to cut anything out or restrict anything. Like I said, it's a holiday. Like, go enjoy the holiday, but don't make it so hyped up in your head that, like, all you're worried about is not gaining weight. Like, the scale's gonna be up, guys. Hello. Who cares? It's one meal. Relax. Move about your normal day, your normal life, your normal routine on Friday. Don't go jumping on the Stairmaster for six hours trying to burn it all off because then you're just going to eat it all back. Like, it's not going to matter if you don't make it matter. And what I mean by that is getting right back on track. That one meal doesn't matter by the time that next week rolls around. But saying, you know, fuck it, I already screwed up. I'll do whatever I want until the holidays are done. I'll start over on January. That's definitely going to stop your progress. Okay, that one meal isn't but letting it continue for weeks and weeks on end, that is. So like at the at the end of the day, like holidays in general, you're not there for the food, right? I mean, and maybe you are, but the holiday season is about so much more than that. And, you know, food is 
abundantly available to all of us. And we need to stop treating the holidays as an excuse to pretend like it's not. So that's all I got for you today, guys. Like I said, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your turkey. Get right back to it tomorrow. And I promise you, we will all be a-okay. So as always, if you guys have any questions at all, please, please, please feel free to reach out and have a lovely Thanksgiving.